Welcome to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. The crossroads where culture, lifestyle, and community meet. All hosted by the legendary New York radio TV personality and proud Harlem American, G. Keith Alexander. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you, and good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. I want to thank you so very, very much. We appreciate you for joining our neighborhood as we hang out together in Harlem, America. Today in the What's Hot Spotlight is Dr. Bob Lee, one of WBLS's most sought-after radio personalities and community ambassador. He's the author of four books, CEO of the Make the Grade Foundation and TV host of Open on BronxNet. So it is my distinct honor and pleasure to say that Dr. Bob Lee is what's hot. Hello, Bob. G. Keith Alexander. Hey, so happy to be on your show. How are you? How are you feeling? How are you doing? Hope all is well. Oh, yes. Thank you so very, very, very much. I'm so glad that we had this chance to uh, get together. I know you're such a busy, busy guy in the community and with your book sales and, and uh, doing television and, and all this stuff. So we're going to talk about all of that. But what I'd like to do is let's take the Wayback Machine. Uh-oh. <laughs> and let's go back to the early days of Bob Lee. Uh, tell me, uh, what type of life was it for little Bob? Well, growing up in a neighborhood, uh, helping with the fresh air fund, um, uh, helping uh, with uh, a number of things, working in the community center, playing basketball, roller skating, getting involved in football. Um, my latest uh, professional sports thing was going to be professional. It was going to be boxing. Oh, really? Uh, all the way up, uh, did the amateur boxing, did the PAL, did the Golden Gloves, and uh, was thinking about turning pro. Uh, then the music bug uh, caught me. So I <laughs> started DJing in the community and uh, doing a lot of house parties and uh, you know, coming up and people started calling you and hiring you after that. But uh, uh-huh. it was so fun that you didn't have to um, worry about getting paid back then because it was that was the pay, the fun. You know? <laughs> yeah. And, and so where'd you go to school? I went to, uh, you want to go all the way back to elementary? I went to- Well, uh, well you yeah, don't have to 125. go all the way. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> All right, so 125, for those who, who, who don't know, who are not from New York, that's in uh, the Bronx or Queens or where? That was in Queens, junior high school, 125. Um, mm-hmm. Then we went across into uh, the School for Graphic Arts and Communications. It was a printing high school over by the old Madison Square Garden. Then out of there, we went to uh, see they're still trying to reach us uh, and give you that work there. And then yeah, we, went well. <laughs> we went from there to the New York Institute of Technology, where I got my um, my bachelor's and master's degree, mm-hmm. and then the, the new seminary for my doctorate. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, so let's talk about that because for a lot of years, you you were you were just called Dr. Bob Lee. Yeah. And, and, and it was just a, a moniker that people tagged on to you. But then you then went and got a doctorate? Yeah, I, yeah, I have a doctorate. Um, they gave me the name, the doctorate. It was about, uh, there was a nine of us living in a three-bedroom apartment in Queensbridge Projects. So my father had to take on a number of uh, jobs. 
So one of his jobs, he was working at a doctor's office, uh, just helping to straighten it out and clean it up. And so we used to go help him. Mm-hmm. And the doctor had a long white robe behind the door. So I said, <laughs> uh, wow, let me put that on. I used to put it on and he had this big, powerful black microscope. And I used to mm-hmm. make these movable animals. That's what I called them back then. And put it on, in the slide and just watch these things move around. And so now I had the doctor's robe and the microscope and my father brought me a microscope and the doctor gave me his robe and I would be <laughs> messing around. And when my friends wanted to play basketball, football, um, I was in the house with that microscope making all these little animals and then mocking them. And, and, you know, I got into biology and, 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 uh, and chemistry and it, it got pretty deep there for a minute. So they, <laughs> they started coming, look, he's a doctor. He don't want to come out and play with us. So that's where the doctor thing came from in Queensbridge projects back in the day when I was about eight, nine, ten years old. And then you took that and you brought it right on into radio. Now tell us, how did you get into radio? I started playing music. I was lived on the third floor, so I put all these speakers in the window. And people were partying down below, and uh, he said, "Yo, Bob, he's playing music. He's playing music." So we had this little party down there, and then I started playing these little house parties all over the place, and I would bring my own. I had a black bag, since I had the doctor's outfit. I had the black bag with the 45s in it, and I, uh, my sister taught me how to, because she, she had a wild collection, and so did my mom. My mom and my sister, my older sister, had the collection, and uh, I would take uh, the different colored discs. Like, for instance, I would take the pink disc. Now, a lot of people don't know what we're talking about, but you had to put a disc inside of that 45, a spindle, a spindle. Yeah. <laughs> you see, yeah. you got you, you get folks yeah. don't, don't know that a spindle. Yeah, yeah. So you use the pink one for for the slow records, and then the, maybe an orange or red one for the mid tempo, and then another color for the fast records. So you you programming a body mm-hmm, mm-hmm, with your forty fives, mm-hmm. but you would have your nickel or your penny or your dime to bring with you because you had to put that on somebody's needle to get the weight on it if it ah, wasn't. That's right. That's, I forgot about so, that part. Yeah, I was DJing house parties on people's phonographs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I uh, my son, uh, I'm not going to tell his age, but let, let's say he's uh, uh, beyond 20. Uh, yeah. A couple of years ago, I sat him down in my living room because I, I just happened to have a phonograph, uh, uh, I, which I haven't used in 30 years, but yeah. I sat I sat him down and showed him what a phonograph looked like, how it worked. I showed him the 45 and how it went around in circles. And, yeah. and, and I showed him how you put the, the you drop the needle on, on the 45. And uh, I would say uh, he was amazed. <laughs> <You know? laughs> he was amazed. But anyway, continue your story. Yeah, we started using that format all the way until we got up to radio. So uh, I was doing those house parties, and then uh, we came outside. We decided to come out and do the block party thing. And um, we were out there with a lot of low speakers and a couple of receivers and not really a mixer, but we used to mix like this. All right, yo, Mike, get ready to turn yours up. I'm going to turn mine off. Ready? On the count of three. One, <laughs> two, three. He would turn his off. I would turn mine on. <laughs> or whatever, vice versa. We mix like that. That was the mixer until the guy from Vernon Boulevard came by and he had a, a dolly with a big mm-hmm. column speaker on it that the bands used to use. Yeah. He had a battery and a cassette hooked up to it. And he came by and said, boom, 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 
and just blew us away like that with a dolly and a speaker up. So it was it was all in there. We just packed our stuff up and left because we felt so bad. It was like you know Pac-Man. You got caught. <laughs> we met up in the center in the community center. If you know where that is in Queensbridge, Jacob Reese Community Center. Mm-hmm. They had that big back room where the seniors used to be, and they had a party there every Wednesday. So they happened to give us a middle room, and by then we had built that system. It was a little bit bigger. We were going around to the record companies, collecting records, and they used to give us those 12-inch records. And we just tore them up. They left that, the people left out of that room and came to our our room. And we were partying so hard that the speakers started smoking. (laughs) And at that time, we called it, we have arrived. Because we beat the DJs that embarrassed us on the block at the block party. Well, now, we must say that, uh, so... (laughs) The younger folks, so that they will know, or, or people who, who don't know, this was pre-rap, pre-hip-hop. Yeah. Fol- folks used to uh, entertain themselves the way Bob is saying, pre-hip-hop also. So don't think you guys invented yeah. everything, you know. Uh, yeah. So, all right. So then. Uh, but but we then- were saying things. We were saying things to enhance the party. You know, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. fall out rap back in the day, like. Are you able to say some things on on this show? Yeah, we, you know we say shit. Goddamn, <laughs> get off your ass and jam. Party time at any time and any time is party time. I'm B O B L E. So those were the early days of rap, but it was part inside of the beat of a, a disco record. When that record played and it got into that break. Those mm-hmm. are the breaks that we used to cut back and forth to make those breaks longer. And that's when you would do your talking. Well, wait a minute. So so then, so uh, excuse me then, perhaps I, I'm incorrect then. So you were part of the, uh, you, you were doing this, uh, let's see, rap actually got started maybe about 77, 78, right? In the, like the mid 70s, yeah, we were doing some things. It, it didn't hit radio. It was just something that was trending in the streets. Okay, because in 78, I was at uh, uh, Disco 92 WKTU, and that's when uh, these are the breaks and, and Sugar Hill Gang and, and yeah. all that became uh, popular enough to be on radio. So, so you were pre, pre-radio with, with this. Okay, all right. Okay. This is pre-radio. This is pre, pre-rap, but all the rap stuff was happening in the streets in the different boroughs. Now, mm-hmm. some people say it started in the Bronx, but I think it, all the boroughs were doing something around the same time, but I think the uh, Bronx got the, the press for it right away. So um, everybody says it started in the Bronx, and I'll, I'll take that. But I know a lot of people, me, traveling around to these different parks and different mm-hmm. places, I know it was out there for a while. Well, see, what, 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 what threw me off was the fact that I've known you for so long, and you look the, and you look the same. Uh, I just didn't did equate you with rap you know with with the uh, you know so all right, i stand corrected okay so now yeah, no I'm one, I'm one of the pioneers of rap <laughs> see, see i, I, I had, had no my, idea my, i had my little notebook with all my rhymes in it and everything <laughs> <laughs> i had no idea bob wow incredible so uh all right so now tell me um how did you get into the radio station well, we started, we came out of the projects and we started doing um, parties at the, at different places. 
And then we started doing colleges and universities and we were just touring around. We put all the equipment in these vans and we just go and do party everywhere we can. We would do a party. And um, uh, a young man by the name of Frankie Crocker heard the work that I was doing out in the community. And uh, he called me up. But out of college, I was looking to do an internship, too. And I think in my junior year, you usually do the internship in your senior year. My junior year, um, it's Fox 5 and... Um, and inner city broadcasting, WBLS called me over and I wrote Hal Jackson a letter at that time. And I still have that letter in here. Really? Uh, and I was asking for a job because I knew I was getting ready to get out of, uh, get out of school. And I, you know, I was trying to figure out how I was going to make my money. <laughs> so uh, he wrote back and said, we have no jobs at this particular time, but we have internships. I said, internships. So I wound up interning for Frankie Crocker and decided to stay in that uh, uh, programming department uh, throughout my whole internship. So I learned a lot from him and I started, I became his, his mobile DJ because I had the van. And this was the first radio station. Well, the radio station had a WLIB van for news. Right. But have that van that was going out into the community like I did. So I had a sound system that I used to carry in the van. So I used to do all of Frankie Crocker's mobile parties. I did the station stuff and um, um, 99XWXLO came in to during my internship. And so I was still, I, I wasn't, you guys weren't paying me yet. So I was working for all these different radio stations, just helping them out, grabbing sun visors and all that stuff and promoting them. And 99X turned into 98.7 KISS FM. I remember and it, cleanup campaign with uh, Chuck Leonard and I was the DJ in a lot mm -hmm. of these campaigns. So Kiss gave me a, a hot DJ award for 1981, I think. Mm -hmm. and, and that award that they gave to me, gave, they gave it to me at the Bonds International Casino. I remember that's, Bonds. Um, that's when I met Curtis Blow and all these guys. We had an audience of about 3,000 people every week. Eddie Kendricks came through. It was just like, <laughs> the first time I saw her, that line and the, that crowd there, I was like, you know, it was kind of scary. <laughs> but then WBLS called me back in and uh, said, we, they said, we want to park, we want you to park your van. And it was Warfield, Charles Warfield and Frankie Crocker and Hal Jackson. And we were in the room and this other young man walked in by the name of Mr. Magic. Mm -hmm. oh, so they, Mr. Magic. They said, we want you to park your van and we're going to buy you two vehicles one for you one for mr magic and we want you guys to crisscross the tri-state area and that's exactly what we did and magic was the one that named the vans the juice mobiles oh. so my thing was broadcasting from the street and mm -hmm. we parked mm -hmm. in front of the schools i came up with something called the wbls on time program along with ken webb and we would go to these different schools and uh, magic was there he would do one school out do another school and all the early day rappers used to come with us Mm -hmm. And we had to straighten that out because a lot of times, you know, we keep those kids out of school. So we made a deal with the Department of Education. They said, look, you can get there 45 minutes before class start, but you got to leave 15 minutes before class start. So as not to interfere with the, uh, the school program. So we did that traveling around and Frankie Crocker used to give us a bag of change to put in the telephone booth to do the broadcast back to the radio station. No <laughs> delay. <laughs> Until one day, we're at Kennedy High School 
in uh, in the Bronx, and there was a snowstorm, but that school was there in full force, one hundred percent attendance, and that's mm-hmm. what we would like to achieve from time to year. It's hard to get, but that school had one hundred percent attendance, and uh, Ken Webb was on at that time, and he said, "Hold on, Bob, I got a I got a contest," and we're all standing there, we're waiting. The van slide, the, the, the door of the van is open because you can hear it in real time. There was no delay mm-hmm. for some reason back then. No delay. So we're waiting for Ken Webb to come back and he finally comes back. All right, let's go out to Dr. Bobby. Bob, what's going on? We're live. And the crowd is, you can't even hear yourself speaking. The crowd. <laughs> we're here at the uh, Kennedy High School. Everybody's here in full force. Everyone on time. We're in a snowstorm, but we're loving it. We're nice and warm, hanging out together. Hi, what's your name and what do you want to be when you graduate? And the kid would get on. Well, my name is it. I want to be that. And we try to get about maybe up to eight of those kids on. Yeah, I want to be that. I want to be a therapist. I want to be a doctor. I want to be there. And then the principal would come on with the, and he would tell us about the. Well, we put the kids on like that because if they can say what they wanted to do and be to about mm-hmm. three and a half to four million people in the morning, nine times out of ten they would follow that dream, and. Sure enough, later on in, in, in life, people will come up to you and say, hey, I remember you came to my school. And so it worked. And that that those kids grew up with WBLS. And so the principal or somebody from the school would get on and talk about what the school was all about. And this was for the adults. All right. Let me know. Let me find out if I want to send my kid to this particular school. So during uh, the talk from the principal, you no, know, they were talking about who came to the school and this and that. And then the operator popped in and said, I'm sorry, please deposit 10 cents for the next five minutes. So you call me interrupted. This is a recording. The kids fell out in the snow and I was the only one standing there holding the phone like that. They were just laughing, carrying on. It was so crazy. But well, Ken Webb came back and said, well, I guess the operator had to get that 10 cents worth. And well, see, that's Bob- what they gave us a cell phone. You became synonymous with that. That became your whole shtick, uh, yeah. be, being out there. And, that, and, and and that's what really, I think, put you on the map. Now, we've got less than one minute before we go to break, and we'll come back and talk more about uh, Dr. Bob Lee. But I just want to let everyone know that uh, you can check out HarlemAmerica.com, and uh, you'll be able to listen to more of our different podcasts that we've had with uh, a myriad of people, you'll be able to see some of the TV shows that we've, we've uh, 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 recorded, and you'll be able to read some of the wonderful articles that we have at HarlemAmerica.com. So we're the total Black experience in entertainment, empowerment, Woo! and health and wellness. All and right. We'll, and we'll be right back with the Dr. Bob Lee on What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. America. It's about Harlem. Harlem is my town. Carver Bank, where 80% of every dollar is reinvested in the community. Have you ever thought about hosting your own radio podcast to establish fame, fortune, and followers for your small business? People listen to them, they subscribe to them, and they love them. As a small black business owner, doesn't that sound like something you'd like to be a part of? Well, you can when you hire the radio podcast pros at Harlem America Digital Network. 
Imagine, you'll have a team of creative and technical professionals at your disposal and a one-hour weekly radio podcast to spread the word about your business. Making your business successful with its own media is not for the faint of heart, but it can happen with a Harlem America radio podcast talk show. Get a free consultation by emailing gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com or call D. Daniels at 480-553-5741 today. America, where Coca-Cola is helping you enjoy less sugar. Today, many doctors prescribe basic pharmaceuticals to their patients who aren't feeling well or have various aches or pains. Is this the right course of action for all patients? We don't think so. Find out about healthy, natural ways to help you feel your best by tuning in to the CBD Ed Show with host Ed Cheney. Ed and his guests will explain full-spectrum CBD using the whole hemp plant for good health and answer all of your questions about CBD and natural treatment in general. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Harlem America. Talking to the world from the heart and soul of New York. You're listening to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. To reach our show live today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Also, you can send an email to gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com. Now, back to the show. Uh, thank you, Kevin. Uh, we're here with uh, the uh, ambassador to the New York uh, community uh, from WBLS, Mr. Dr. Bob Lee. But I just want to remind you before we get right back to Bob, I want to remind you that you can go to wherever you get your uh, uh, podcasts and you can download Harlem America. One word, Harlem America, wherever you get your podcast, and uh, you can carry us around in your pocket. We certainly appreciate that. And if you uh, happen to be a business owner, you might want to uh, check out Harlem America because we help you build, we'll help you build fame, fortune, and followers around your business with your very own podcast that we'll produce for you. So check us out. We've got a lot of things going on around here. And one of which is my interview with uh, Dr. Bob Lee. And uh, Bob, that very interesting story. Uh, you you joined WBLS after I left, I believe, because I, I uh, had been at BLS uh, from the beginning. And I left in 75, no, yeah, 75. And yeah. then came back again in 79. And I don't think you got there until the 80s, right? Um, 79, I started the internship. I was dabbling back and forth. I spent a little bit of time in there, I rearranged the, uh, <laughs> the music library. <laughs> and, I don't, uh, uh, I don't think we, we, we had met at that time. I, I don't think, uh, you know, I, I don't think we, we had our paths that crossed. Uh, I, well, there's a couple of times we went to a few of the clubs like the Palladium and it, there's some pictures with me, you, Frankie Crocker, and a couple of other people. Ah, uh, okay. 
Yeah, that must have been the 7980. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'd certainly like to see that photograph. So please let me uh, have a copy of that. So now, all right. So now we, we go from intern and uh, to uh, uh, taking the van around the city uh, and you becoming quite popular uh, being at, at all the schools. I think perhaps you, you've uh, uh, visited just about every school in New York City, probably, right? Yeah. Um, we've, I think we've been to just about every school in the tri-state area at least once within the 30-year period. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. So uh, tell us a little bit about um, what you are doing with your foundation. You have the Make the Grade Foundation. You've had golf tournaments. You've had other types of events. Uh, tell us, how did you get involved with that? Well, it stemmed from us traveling around to these schools. You know, we not only did the Tri-State area, but we got sent to different islands and different countries. We found out what was happening in Africa. We've been to schools in uh, Brazil. And we found that, the, you know, there was a need or a niche that we needed to uh, 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 take care of. And I wanted to start something, and I thought it was going to be uh, the Bob Lee Foundation or something like that. But then I was in a shower one day, and uh, that's when a lot of the stuff comes to me. And <laughs> I jumped out of there, came scuffling across the floor, got me paper, started writing things down, and uh, had about three different names, and one of them just stood out. And the paper, I still have the papers, like smudged and everything. Mm -hmm. um, I called it the Make the Grade Foundation because we want to touch the lives of people who make the grade, who bring it up from one level to the next. All too often, we we give it to the person who get the who gets the A's and B's, but what about the person who who's dancing with the D? May have a situation that they're dealing with in their lives. So, if we wanted to um, stimulate them and, and put some things together to help them bring their grade up, let's call it that: the Make the Grade Foundation. And within that Make the Great Foundation, of course, we had to come up with a number of things. And I wanted, to, wanted it to be something that dealt with families and, and bringing people together, people coming together and moving together in the same direction for a common cause. So within that mission, mission statement, we came up with, all right, we're a collaboration between parent, teacher, student, community, clergy. We have financial literacy and health. Mm -hmm. And it takes a village to raise a family. So we figure if you put those things together, you know, um, we can help that individual become successful. All right. And uh, the, the make the grade, what your, your golf tournament is usually when in, in May or something like that? Is it? Uh... We try to do that. We were doing it at the end of June because you needed enough space. If it ended in June and you, mm -hmm. you had the, golf tournament in June, remember the gala is going to be following. We did that in November. Right. The gala and the golf. Okay. Gotcha. Yes. It would be, you know, it would be a whole lot, you know, to put those two things together. So, uh, yeah, that's how those are the two uh, dates that we raised money in June and now over the first week in December that we use. Yeah. So uh, because of the pandemic, did you have one last year? We did. We did it virtually. Um, if you go to makethegrade.org and you scroll down, BLS played it, Bronxnet played it. Uh, we played it on a number of different platforms. We uh, 
zoomed it into a couple of the schools, one of the schools that we adopted. Um, uh, the president just visited that school, the Jewel of Long Island City uh, Public School, uh, well, Community School uh, 111. And that's over in the, next to the neighborhood where I grew up in Queensbridge. Um, and the, the mayor was there, uh, the chancellor was there, and the president was there. And then he had some people there that uh, were trying to uh, stem the use of guns and uh, prevent gun violence uh, in, in the area. And we're doing that over out of Queensbridge. So yeah, that's one of the schools that we adopted. And uh, you know, uh, we helped them with a lot of different things. And as a matter of fact, I'm gonna be visiting them uh, next week. So it was still visiting the schools like we did with the WBLS on time program, mm -hmm. but now make the great foundation. Um, they own the name on time program, the WBLS on time program. So um, it's, it's the same, same idea, touching lives and helping individuals get what they need out of life through education. That's beautiful. So uh, tell me about, okay, so that's one aspect of your community involvement. But tell me what else is going on? What else are you doing in the community? Can you give us some, some insight uh, for, for those of us who uh, you know, may be listening and would like to know more yeah. about uh, what's going on in the community? Yeah, well, you know, um, a person like me, you know, I'm like deeply involved and dedicated and passionate about dealing with the, our community. So I get into all aspects of it. You know, you, you talk about the police department, all the municipalities, uh, talking about corrections, uh, you talk about the uh, local 100, the unions that deal with the buses and trains, and I deal with a lot of the unions and a lot of the, the people who are running our city. Uh, a lot of the elected officials, we're in contact with them a lot. And, uh, you know, we just want to be, have our hands on the pulse uh, of New York City through not only my foundation, but through um, uh, WBLS. And that, that's what we stood for all these years. And a lot, of, a lot of other radio stations, they like to say, you know, they're deeply involved in the community. And, you know, they rightfully are, but are they as passionate about it as, uh, as WBLS is and has been over the years, you know, with the way we've been uh, doing things? Um, and that's been, you know, one of the, the greatest things that the, WBLS uh, is recognized for its community involvement. Um, and, and being a heritage station, the roots yeah. are deep. The roots are deep in the community. Yeah. I mean, before they had satellite radio, you you can travel the country. Of course, WBLS would fade out down by exit book six or five on the on the on the turnpike. But that other Philadelphia station would pick up. But guess what? It would sound just like uh, WBLS. If you tune w WDAS. You mean WDAS? Yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing about that. A lot of radio stations copied the WBLS format. Uh, exactly. I, I remember um, that people used to come from Europe, okay? And they'd stay in a hotel and they would turn on the radio listen to WBLS with a little tape recorder and they would yeah. record the, the music, the format and all that. And they would take it back to Europe and, 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 and put on their particular uh, respective stations. That's how popular we were at WBLS during that time. And, and like you said, there are other radio stations that here in the States that copied our format 
And uh, in fact, I left WBLS in 75 because Frankie sent me back to my hometown, Chicago. Yeah. And, I, and I, I helped launch WGCI Radio. And, WG, and WGCI in Chicago, we put on the WBLS format. There, yeah. That's what they wanted. And so, yes, WBLS. That's right. All across the country, no matter where you drive, you'll find a WBLS. And I hear people that sound like you. I say, oh, that sounds like Gene Keith. Oh, that sounds like this person. Oh, that sounds like... And it was, it was like phenomenal. And not only in Europe, but in Japan. They used to yes. love BLS. They had... Japan has an Apollo theater. Japan has a radio station that sounds like BLS. And, you know, wow. they have... They copied what we're doing here in, in this country out there in Japan. So, well, yeah, I, BLS I, is a radio station. I, I remember... Um... Uh, out in Japan, they they hired uh, Johnny Allen and Ken Webb to do radio shows out there uh, in, in Japan. Von Hopper. Von yeah. Hopper for a long time. <laughs> you, you did one too? I did one too, yeah. Uh, they never called me. Hmm. Well, anyway. <laughs> never too late. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we get uh, some of our listeners who listen to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. You know, we get the the, the analytics. And, and some of the people that listen are from Japan, we get China, we get uh, uh, the UK, uh, we get people listening all over. And so now with this digital uh, format, uh, it's, it's possible to have uh, listeners everywhere, you know, globally. Yeah. That's great, man. Great. So, so talk to me about you being an author. I mean, you know, I barely have time to write a post-it note, let alone uh -huh four books. How do you find the time? And, and then I want you to talk about your, your, your latest book. Yeah. Um, I've been wanting to do this for a long time, just like I've been wanting to do that PhD. I was going to do the PhD in natural healings. I still have a lot of that stuff. And I have about uh, maybe eight more classes to go to get that, that PhD and, you know, natural healings. You'll be um, Dr. Dr. Bob Lee. <laughs> yeah but that's that's my passion the origins of things you know how did this get to be this um but i came out with uh this book this is my first one seven, seven ways, ways to make the grade mm -hmm. and um it's based upon that mission statement again part of that mission statement the parent the teacher the student community clergy financial literacy and health so we start out with the parent you know write about the parent but this was going to be an autobiography but i said at the last minute now i'm switched i don't want to do the autobiography right now so i switched off and did something that would you know using myself as an example uh from whence i came mm -hmm. all the crazy hardships that i've been through and trying to grow up and navigate uh through life coming up out of one of the the largest projects uh in the northeast the largest housing projects and trying to uh be able to be tough and, and, and do all those things that you had to do while you were growing up and, and uh, living in a three bedroom apartment with the, with nine people and, you know, all of those hardships and some of the, I'm not supposed to be here. There's some things that I got into that, uh, that was, you know, life threatening, uh, but, but God. So I put those things in there starting off with the, you know, my parents, my upbringing. And then I got into those seven things that would help that uh, that student become successful. And in here, 
is uh, that number seven. And I use the number seven in the Bible and the significance of that. So that's in here. And then uh, book number two, I'm going to run through it real quick. Yeah, because we only got two minutes. Yeah. So this is this is part two of book number two. And wait, wait. A, the, the title is Your Daily Dose of Quotes and Anecdotes, anecdotes Two. Yeah. Anecdotes Two. And it has that same concept in it, parent, teacher, student, community, clergy, financial literacy, and health. And so I got those two books out of the way. And then I came over to this one here, People to Know in Black History and Beyond. You can see some of the people who started the radio station, Percy Sutton, Al Jackson, some of the people whose shoulders we stood on beyond, beyond the people that we just hear about in Black History Month uh, every year. I want to go deeper than that. I want mm -hmm. to talk about people who are living today who did mm -hmm. some significant things and people who are still doing uh, great things. So um, you got uh, you got Oprah here. You got uh, Al Sharpton. And mm -hmm. you, you can see all those people down on the bottom. You got um, Wyatt T. Walker, Mary McLeod Bethune, Hal Jackson spoke of her a lot, Nat Turner, mm -hmm. Madam C.J. Walker, Soldier mm -hmm. on the Truth. And um, it's a wonder if it takes you way beyond, and it has some white people in there too, like uh, John, <laughs> Susan B. Anthony, uh -huh, who uh, uh -huh. stood for anti-slavery. You know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, we've got one minute before break, and uh, we'll we'll come back with uh, the illustrious Dr. Bob Lee from WBLS. But I want you to know that you can download, you can download right now. If you have uh, an iPhone or a uh, uh, Android phone, you can download our apps. We're at uh, Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire, Android TV, and you can check out Harlem America. One word: Harlem America. And uh, oh, hey, we we have a we have a guest uh, coming on. We'll be right back. We'll let's take a break, and we will come back with a special guest. All right? Okay, don't go away. Lasso Smart Water is Harlem America. Harlem America, the home of Coca-Cola Zero. Have you ever thought about hosting your own radio podcast to establish fame, fortune, and followers for your small business? People listen to them, they subscribe to them, and they love them. As a small black business owner, doesn't that sound like something that you'd like to be a part of? Well, you can when you hire the radio podcast pros at Harlem America Digital Network. Imagine you'll have a team of creative and technical professionals at your disposal and a one-hour weekly radio podcast to spread the word about your business. Making your business successful with its own media is not for the faint at heart, but it can happen with a Harlem America radio podcast talk show. Get a free consultation by emailing gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com or call D. Daniels at 480-553-5741 today. You're listening to Harlem America. I love it a lot. For entertainment. Check it out, check it out. Empowerment and health and wellness. Harlem America. You're listening to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. 
To reach our show live today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Also, you can send an email to gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com. Now, back to the show. Okay, well, thank you so very, very much. It's What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. And we've got Dr. Bob Lee from WBLS. And uh, we have our special surprise guest. All right, these are the breaks. Yes, <laughs> Mr. <sure>. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Curtis Blow, thank you so very, very much, Curtis. <laughs> All hey, right. So, thank so, you. So glad, thank you, you. Could, so glad you could join us today, man. Oh, man, thank you. Thank you for having me, G. Keith. This has been a long time, my friend. And yes. I remember we used to hang out and we were, <laughs> man, just handling our biz, man. And it was a, a great time yeah. in the 70s and 80s. And you helped bring this hip hop culture to the forefront in New York City. And everyone needs to thank you. <laughs> so that's so kind of you, man. That's, that, that's really nice, uh, Curtis. So uh, I understand that uh, you and Dr. Bob, uh, you have an initiative going on that uh, we would like to hear all about. Uh, first of all, I, I just want to say that we're so happy that you're that you're healthy. Okay, brother? We're, we're thank so happy. You. Yeah. Yes, so, yes. Thank uh, you, thank you. Uh, uh, so, Bob, tell us about the initiative that you and Curtis are, are uh, doing with uh, hip hop. Well, you know, we were always praying for Curtis because he was going through some things. And um, uh, and we were talking and he, he called me and he said, hey, Bob, you know, I'm going to start this uh, this union, this hip hop union. And we, you know, we were going, we we're doing some Zooms and we were talking and talking. And then I said, well, wait a minute. I, I you know, I know some people who are already doing it and. What about SAG AFTRA? So we got into calling SAG AFTRA, and um, I called my contact up there, um, and we put a number of people together. Curtis has a whole crew of people, and we just started talking and talking, and now it came to fruition that this thing is a signed deal, and uh, we're proud to uh, form a partnership with SAG AFTRA and the Hip Hop Alliance to organize and promote fair wages, fair royalties, and strong health and retirement benefits for, for a lot of artists. It came full circle. Chris and I were visiting those schools back in the day with the WBLS On Time program with Mr. Magic. And here we are again, continuing to educate people in our community. And Curtis had a unique uh, uh, thing going on uh, with his health. And he wanted to make sure that other people were taken care of health-wise and um, as far as looking at getting a pension later on in life too, when they can't do uh, the work that they're doing now. So he told his story to SAG Astra and they just, they just fell right in love with whatever he was saying. Yeah, well, that's beautiful. I'm, I, I'm a long time member of SAG after over uh, 40 some years. So uh, Curtis, tell me, uh, tell our audience your story, please. Well, um, actually Bob was, uh, true uh and what he was saying about me i have been through some personal health problems for the last four years or so man i've been through four or five heart operations and wow. it was determined that i had heart failure by bottom line and so 
I mean, my my EF rate, my uh, ejection fraction, where that's the pumping power of your heart. It's supposed to be up at a rate of, you know, 70, 75 percent. I have went down to a 20 and I couldn't do anything. I couldn't walk up the stairs. I couldn't do anything. It was just hard to breathe. Even I would get out of breath and 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 just a moment's notice is is incredible what I was going through. And so it went down from a 20% to a 10. And even further, Mm. uh, the doctors told me one day, look, we can't even give you a number. It's between zero and 10. And you need to think about getting a heart transplant. So I went through that whole ordeal and finally got on the a donor list and mm-hmm. found a heart last year, December 7th in 2020. I did the transplant. It was successful. And That's man, good. I've been praising God and ever so grateful to everyone involved. I want to thank everyone for their prayers around the country, around the planet. Man, all of my friends and my family, I want to thank my wife of 38 years who has been my prayer warrior through all of this stuff and my family. And, and man, so I'm back and, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, any day above ground is a good day. So Praise God. Thank it's, you, it's very hard for me to celebrate because I see, you know, uh, so much of this pandemic that it's going around that's been happening for the last two years, how our lives have changed so dramatically, man, it's, it's incredible. It's just so hard to celebrate every time you, you, you turn around, there's another death or someone else is going into the hospital and we have to pray for them. And my God, my God, my, we just went to a funeral Today, T.J. Swan, my good buddy, MC T.J. Swan, one of the pioneers of hip hop, just had his funeral today. And I want to shout out the family and give my condolences to them. And also uh, the Imperial Jay-Z, who uh, just passed away as well. And uh, that uh, was one of the original breakdancers back in the days. And he was part of that cool hurt uh crew and that whole team up in the bronx so you know uh uh, these instances uh uh the all of this pain you know that i'm i'm seeing makes it so hard for me to celebrate and enjoy my new life my new change of heart i say (laughs) and you know literally and and figuratively yeah. What what we did is what we we formed the United Coalition for Humanity, and Dr. Bob Lee is our vice president, and um, we have been you know just out there helping humanity, helping all of our people who are uh, in dire straits, need of health benefits, and just prayer and uh, uh, support, and 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 just. You know, we we want to just love on our people 
because there's so much hate going around today that we need love, the love of humanity. And we are all one big human family to together humanity. And so we believe in that and we want to help people enjoy their lives and live their lives more abundantly. So that's why we went on and partnered up with SAG-AFTRA to form the Hip Hop Alliance, which is further, furthering that mission to you know, help people enjoy their lives, sustain their lives, uh, uh, instead of surviving, we want people to thrive. Uh, and that's our mission. Each one teach one. So any of our entertainers, our artists, singers, dancers, DJs, musicians, rappers, break dancers, everyone in the entertainment industry, you now have uh, the opportunity to capitalize on all of the resources and benefits coming from SAG-AFTRA, the biggest union uh, that is out there, you know, promoting fair wages and fair royalties and, and benefits for uh, physical and mental health uh, 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 insurance and, and pensions and collective bargaining agreements. So we'll help you, whatever you need help in with management, with royalties, with recording, with uh, uh, publishing, oh my gosh, with, mm -hmm. with all of the as aspects of the entertainment industry, your record company, your lawyer, your agent, all the fees, everything. We have the knowledge and the expertise to help you and you can join us and uh, reap the benefits of our resources with SAG-AFTRA. Uh, if you go to hiphopalliance.org and just join us, become a partner, become a member, and let us help you further your career, whatever you need help with in the entertainment industry. And we're going to put G. Keith's name down in there, too, as, a, <laughs> as a, one of our partners. Yes. yes, uh, yes. Uh, G. Keith is in the union. He's been uh, with oh, SAG. Oh, yeah. I've been with SAG after since the 70s, uh, 73. In fact, I just got my new SAG after card the, uh, not long ago. Oh, uh, yeah. It looked yeah. like this, right? <laughs> yeah. <Right. you> know? <laughs> well, hey, uh, Curtis, I must say that uh, this is, it, it's an honor to have you on and to be able to uh, join you and Dr. Bob Lee in uh, expressing the uh, humanity that, that you both have uh, for our people and, and for those who, who need the help in the industry. It is uh, so needed, so desperately needed. And, and it took you to have a change of heart, literally and wow. figuratively, to call Dr. Bob Lee and say, hey, this is what I want to do. And, and it's done. Now you guys have created it. It's done. Yeah. That's yes. just... Curtis, tell them some of the people uh, like Chuck. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, yeah. So we we are, are just starting out, but we are growing at an enormous pace. And so we have Chuck D from Public Enemy, our oh, president mm -hmm. of the Hip Hop Alliance. We mm -hmm. also have Dougie Fresh, All who right. is our 
is that chairman, right? Yes. Yep. All right. the world. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And of course, Dr. Bob Lee is our chairman emeritus and mm -hmm. emeritus, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. And uh, um, we also have, uh, my gosh, Grandmaster D from Houdini and mm -hmm. Jalil from Houdini, the group Houdini and rest mm -hmm. in peace to our boy Ecstasy. Of course, we also mm -hmm. have uh, the Force MDs. You mm -hmm. remember them. Oh yes, Let oh, me yes. Love oh yes, oh yes. In the sunshine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's so Khalil. Join uh, us. Yes. Wanting to join us. Yeah. Right, right, right. And he's on our advisory board with uh, his brother, Stevie D from mm. the Force MDs. And everyone remembers him. Grandmaster Melly Mel is all oh, yeah. also a part. Uh, well, well, we have CeeLo well, uh, from the Goody Mob. Really? really? Well, well wait yes. a minute, because I'm sure you've got a litany of people that, that you can name, yeah. but we're, we're running out of time. We're winding down. And uh, okay. I just I just want to make sure that uh, repeat once again where people can get in contact with the the organization. Okay, uh, I, I want to shout out Dr. Uh, uh, Dennis and also Bishop Eric Gilliard and Bishop Cathay Jones. Those yes. are our leaders of the Hip Hop Alliance, and you can check us out, join us, find out all the information at hiphopalliance.org. Fantastic. We've got about a minute and a half right now. And uh, Bob, is there anything you'd like to say? I would like to say we want to invite everybody to be a part of what we're doing because we are all moving together in the same direction for a common cause. And always remember this, what you are is God's gift to you and what you make of yourself is your gift to God. So choose your choice and let your choice control the chooser. Get down. Now tell them what time you're on WBLS. I'm on every night right after the quiet storm, Monday through Friday. So tune well, in, check it out. I've got it going on for you. All right, 12 o'clock, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I am honored to uh, have had these gentlemen on and uh, it is always a pleasure when I run into Dr. Bob Lee uh, out there in the community doing his thing. He's one of the most popular DJs on WBLS and it's a true honor to, uh, to be here with you, Curtis, because I haven't uh, spoken to you in, in so long, but, 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 but it, uh, are, are, are you able to perform or anything? Oh, uh, yes, yes, yes. You, you, I, so, I, so you're back out on the, on, on, I'm on the, okay, back, good. I'm back, 100%. Fantastic. Well, that's Juneteenth, Juneteenth. Yes, right. yes, <laughs> we have our next uh, event coming up, June 19th. June 19th. It's the first uh, Juneteenth celebration for New York City. Fantastic. We, 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 we've got to leave it right there. I'm sorry, uh, but there'll be stuff posted about it, I'm sure. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very, very much for listening to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. And of course, this will also be on our, as a TV show, on our uh, website at harlemamerica.tv or harlemamericatv, I should say, .com. So anyway, uh, thank you very much. Have a great day and a better one tomorrow. And don't judge your brother or sister too harshly until you walk a mile in his or her shoes. And remember, Ooh. life is tough, but you're tougher. Have a great day ah. and a better one tomorrow. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, 
Thanks for listening to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. We'll be back next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, that's 1 p.m. in New York, on the Voice America Variety Channel and the Harlem America Digital Network. Thank you for listening. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America.